You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to the Black Catholic Radio Show here for the Archdiocese of Chicago, where we speak about the needs, the concerns, and the lived realities of our Black Catholics here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'm your host. My name is Father Michael Trail, and I serve as the pastor of St. Thomas the Apostle Catholic Church and School in the historic Hyde Park neighborhood of Chicago. You can find us online and listen to our radio show uh, anywhere that you get your podcasts, and you can also find it on our YouTube channel, Catholic Chicago. We're also uh on the radio on WNDZ 750 AM. Today we are uh, joined by several people who uh, represent uh, the Knights, the, excuse me, the, the Ladies Auxiliary of P- St. Peter Claver uh, from the Court 181, the Court of, uh, from uh, the Parish of St. Catherine Drexel. Today I'm joined here by um, the Grand Lady, uh, Grand Lady Bobby Levy, as well as a member of that court, uh, Tanya Woods. And as finally, I'm also joined by um, uh, an award winner from uh, their annual award ceremony, uh, previous award winner, Mr. Lewis Malden. Uh, welcome to you all. Thank you. Really, it's a great joy for me to be uh, to have you all here on the show, on the BCI radio show. Um, one of the things that we've been doing is I've shared uh, to our listeners over the last couple of months is just to highlight the great things that are happening in the Black Catholic community here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. Um, and one of those great pieces is uh, are, are those organizations that uh, supersede parishes that you know that kind of uh, bring people together in a different sort of way. And one of those organizations is the Knights and Ladies of Saint Peter Claver, uh, which um, uh, Grand Lady Levy and Tanya, both of you are members of. Um, before we uh, before we kind of dive into the uh, to the your award ceremony that that we're going to be celebrating uh, in early twenty twenty three. Um, for those of our listeners who uh, may not be aware of who the Knights and Ladies of Peter Claver are, maybe if someone could kind of give a brief history and an overview of that great organization. Okay. Um, the Knights of Peter Claver is a paternal organization of men, women, and children. And we've been here, it's been an organization for quite a while. It was founded in 1909 in Mobile, Alabama. And the reason it was founded was because uh, so people of color, men of color, because it was formed by men, could be in a fraternal society. And so four Josephite priests and three laypersons uh, came together to form the Knights of Peter Claver. And the name came from uh, patron Saint Peter Claver, he was a Jesuit priest who, due to his life and work, he became the patron 
saint of slaves because when they were brought over from Africa in slave ships, he was in Spain, Cartagena, Spain, and he uh, ministered to those slaves. In fact, he, uh, during his 40-year ministry, it is estimated that he personally baptized 300,000 slaves. So he formed a group to as assist him with the slaves giving medicine. Mm -hmm. And these people we consider to be the first knights and ladies of St. Peter Claver. So we, we, as Peter Clavers, we strive to come, uh, to continue these services to the poor and to the oppressed. So that's briefly is just our organization. That's great. And I know uh, currently right now your, your national headquarters are in uh, the great, beautiful city of New Orleans. Um, uh, and that, uh, that since your founding in 1909, you know, the, the Knights and the Ladies Auxiliary, uh, both, both groups of men and women, uh, and there's the, the there's a junior portion as well, the Junior Knights and the Junior Daughters. Um, your work uh, has made a great impact in the in the parish, in the black Catholic parishes and in uh, dioceses, not only here in Chicago, but across the nation. I know there's also um, a, a junior board, a junior piece of it as well. Uh, maybe, Tanya, can you share a little bit about the junior piece of the Knights and Ladies of Peter Claver? Certainly, it's my pleasure, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here as well with uh, with you and with uh, Mr. Malden and with our Grand Lady. And I'll just add, before I start talking about the Junior Daughters and the Junior Knights, that um, the Claver Society is a Catholic fraternal organization, and I think that's... a particular significance because we might know in African-American history, there the first black fraternal collegiate fraternity was the men of Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity, which was founded in 1906. And then my sorority, um, Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority incorporated in 1908. So to have these, um, you know, forward thinking, pioneering black Catholics um, established their own fraternal order in 1909 on the heels of what apparently was a movement. And so I like to think of these um, amazing African-Americans who are educated, who are women of faith, um, and, and doing all these amazing things for their communities and service at a time in the early part of the century when we are just coming off the heels of slavery in, our, in the midst of Jim Crow. And so to just kind of give that some context as to why it was important at that time for these men and then later women to found this fraternal organization of Catholics specifically to bring us together in faith and founded in the South, no less, which we know to be the Bible Belt of Protestantism and Baptists. So again, doing some really avant-garde uh, pioneering work in the midst of what that was must have been like at that time. So I just wanted to add, add a little bit of context to why, um, you know, the, the Knights and what they were doing in that part of the century is so very important and that the fact that organization lives on today is so significant. And so the Junior Daughters and the Junior Knights, um, as you can imagine, as the name implies, are the young men and women uh, that are of minority age who have seen their aunts, uncles, dads, um, and elders in the community participating as knights and as ladies 
Um, but this gives them a way to also participate in serving their communities through their Catholic faith alongside, in a very intergenerational way, the knights and the ladies. And again, I think that's something to be heralded um, as a a um, benefit and uh, one of the, you know, joys of our community is that we know how to do that work next to each other um, as Black people. Um, so that's serving with uh, your elders and that's giving, um, you know, credence to what the relationship must be like um, then, but certainly what it's like now. And so these junior daughters and junior knights participate in programs uh, such as the United Negro College Fund, uh, raising money for scholarships, sickle cell anemia uh, campaigns, campaigns around cancer and hypertension, and other such um, service-oriented causes that disproportionately affect the African-American community. So what a wonderful way for these young men and women to be indoctrinated uh, into serving their communities and also being of service to their faith. I love that. That's that's a great. Uh, thank you, Tony, for, for sharing that. that uh, One, that historical context. I really appreciate the way that you made that connection between, you know, what was happening with, you know, uh, the founding uh, of those black fraternal, you know, and sororities, uh, you know, in the early in the early 20th century, along with that kind of founding uh, with the Catholic equivalent, if you will, um, where where both men and later women, as you mentioned, you know, could, really could. You know, sharing that fraternity and and that that shared bondage, but this in in this sense, in the context of faith, you know, that I really appreciate that distinction, and I also like how you bring it in as part of a movement, you know. Um, and as we look about, you know, the the continual growth of the Knights and Ladies of Peter Claver, um, they're in our parishes across the Archdiocese of Chicago. Um, they're across they they're in every diocese in the nation here in the United States. Um, to, to be able to, to show that intergenerational work is so very important and to be able to uh, continue that, that spirit of uh, friendship and commonality uh, all in the context of faith. That's a really, really, really appreciate you making that connection. That That's a powerful one for us to, you know, to, to really sit with, you know, um, so while this is a, a multinational organization, in many ways we were kind of hyper-focused on, you know, the things that are also happening in our own communities. And the both of you um, are part of the court uh, that is court number 181 that is at um, St. Catherine Drexel. Can you share a little bit about uh, your, uh, your own court uh, there at St. Catherine Drexel? Well, our local court at St. Catherine Drexel was formed in 1976. And it was formed at St. Felicitas St. Alby, which was two predominantly African-American parishes in Chicago. And 11 ladies, half of them from St. Alby, half of them from St. Felicitas, uh, they formed the court. And uh, at that time, it was 11. Now we have over 70 members in court 181. And actually, I think that's one of the largest city courts in the city uh, of Chicago. And our, we have 13 junior daughters um, so in 2018, of course, you know, these two parishes uh, became a single parish and at St. Catherine Drexel. Uh, so Court 81 domicile is St. Catherine Drexel. And we've all also, uh, when we were together, we were an active part of the community. In fact, for the 45 years, we've active part. And like uh, Lady Woods mentioned, 
you know, we do a lot of services, our court, because what we try to do, we try to do uh, follow the mission of the national office. So what the national office does, the uh, we do too, but we do it on a local scale. Uh, we've done, uh, we had a food pantry at St. Felicitas for about 25 years. Uh, we sponsor, uh, give clothing to shelters, toiletries. Uh, at Easter time, our junior daughters make Easter baskets for senior citizens, and they pro provide gifts. And uh, like Lady Woods was saying, that's that shows them to give back to the community. Uh, the the most the thing that we are really uh, known for, and this is worldwide, not just here in Chicago, we do, we have the Archbishop James P. Like African American Male Image Award. For the past 28 years, we've uh, sponsored this award. And what we do is uh, we honor men and we give scholarships to young men going to college. And we ask the uh, guys like Mr. Malden here to mentor some of the young people. And we have a reception for them to get to know each other. And at this reception, you know, the older get men talk and the young men tell what they want to do. Uh, and this is a nationwide um, event. Great. And from all denominations, um, Mr. Malden is one of our Catholic, I mean, Methodists, excuse me. And so we have men from all denominations, all ethnic groups. You know, we just, it's African-American male image, but we don't discriminate. Uh, so uh, this Lady Woods is the MC this year for the event, and we just had a reception and all proceeds from this event goes to scholarships. In fact, even during the pandemic, we didn't stop. Uh, 2020, when everything was closed down, we decided that young people still needed to go to college. So we gave $20,000 in scholarships that year. And last year, we also gave $20,000 in scholarship. Uh, when it first began, we just supported Hell Franciscan High School, we gave them $10,000 every year for 20 years and they closed. So we give it all to scholarships for young men going to college. That's so wonderful. And I'm, you know, we're going to take a quick break uh, very fast and we're going to continue our conversation with all of us together and with Mr. Malden about uh, the, the Archbishop James P. Like African American Male Image Award. We'll be right back. Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year, assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back 
and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. Forty-four for me teaching. When I started here, there were teachers here that had taught me when I was a student. Now I'm the old person. <laughs> right now, I teach junior high math. I love when kids find what I'm teaching to be fun, and they get it. I see that light bulb go off, and it's a thrill. People are always amazed. What? What? You're here for 44 years? It's hard for me to believe, frankly. <laughs> I love what I do. Every summer I think, oh, I miss the classroom. Even on the weekends, I think I can't wait to get back on Monday and teach those quadratic equations. (laughs) Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artschicago.org slash schooljobs. And we're back with the Black Catholic Initiative Radio Show, and I'm Father Michael Troy, your host. Uh, we're continuing our conversation uh, about the, the good work of the Knights and Ladies of Peter Claver. And again, we're here with uh, Tanya Woods, uh, Grand Lady Bobby Levy, and Louis Malden, who is a uh, previous award winner of the uh, Archbishop James P. Like African American Male Image Award. And that's where we're picking up our conversation. Um, so... Uh, Grand Lady Levy, you spent a, you spent some uh, some good work sharing uh, the history and the current work of of the council, uh, both on the national level and the local level. Uh, you also shared some really good stuff about uh, the Archbishop James P. Like African American Male Image Award, uh, and I'd love to hear from uh, Mr. Lewis Malden, who is a previous recipient of that award. Can you share a little bit about? Um, can you share, firstly, the year that you received the award and some of the things you've been doing since you received the, the award to help um, uh, our black males um, that's part of your, you know, part part of the, the responsibility of receiving that award? Yeah, I'm right. Come out here. They can't unmute him. He has, he's talking. Can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you now. Thanks, Mr. Molden. Okay, I apologize for the mask, but I did not want to miss this opportunity to share how fortunate I am to be part of these latest organizations. First of all, I was born in Alabama, so I can imagine with what I grew up with, what the members who started this organization was faced with. And just as we are as men are mentoring these young men here in Chicago, I had that same mentoring as I grew up in Alabama. I grew up in the church. I grew up with the older black men telling me what it was like to be a man, not just a male, but what was manhood and what was responsibility like. And they always said to me, boy, get a good education so you can get a good job to take care of your family. 
So all of that, I was basically in tears, Miss Bobby, this morning as you and Miss Tanya was going through the history of that. So when I got a chance to be introduced to these ladies, I saw myself sitting where those young men were sitting because someone had reached out to me. And my life is only there because someone else reached out. It wasn't because me as a man did all of this on my own. I had people like these ladies who meant for me to get me to where I am today. And uh, I came here at the age of 15 from rural Alabama. I came here on a chicken truck. I hitchhiked to get to Chicago. And someone has always treated me like a chess pawn and said, here's where you need to be to get where you are. So I ended up at Hyde Park High School in 1960, which was one of the most integrated high school communities in the city. And you can imagine what it was like leaving rural Alabama being dropped into that environment in a total interracial environment, integrated environment from a segregated Southern environment. Mm -hmm. So it's been people like these ladies that helped me. And when I saw an opportunity for me to give back to them, I jumped on it. So not only was I an honoree, and I did all of the things that was there, I have stayed with them throughout the years, Pastor, so that I could bring other men into this. And I brought some of my white male friends into this, my Hispanic friends into this, because it takes all of us to help these children to get to where they need to be. So my goal now, to give you an example, I'm working on the Preservation Center as one of the contractors there. And we're working with engineers, and three of the children on your current year this year of students that are leaving high school going off to become engineer majors. But I found out they have no experience in the curriculum that they are about to proceed into. Because many cases, there's nobody at home to share that work experience and that learning experience with them. So I'm working with these people there now so that I can get these three young men to spend at least a day at the Presidential Center, observing engineers, meeting with engineers, having lunch with black engineers, so that they can get a feel for what their career like. So that is how I'm trying to go back. And I am grateful that they are still tolerating it. That's a great, uh, thank you so much, Mr. Molden, for sharing that. That's a, what a powerful witness that you bring, you know, not only in your own story of how um, how people supported you in your own journey, but how now you're able to be a blessing to others and to share that. Um, and then particularly, you know, in in the life of, uh, you know, our lived history and our living history right now, for something as, uh, you know, profound and once in a lifetime is building a presidential center here in Chicago, to be able to, to use that also too as a mentoring opportunity for um, our youth uh, and young adults, you know, in, in, a, in a really healthy and productive way. Um, I just think that's life changing. You know, that could be life changing for a young man to be able to to see um, what black excellence looks like. You know, what, what black success looks like, and to see black engineers, and to be able to to see you know really strong, good black model uh, of good black modelhood of of men and and of women. You know, just to see what what black excellence could look like, and to be able to do that is great. 
So I, you know, I want to say thank you for for sharing uh, your your witness and your example, and uh, your continuing your your mentorship role uh, with the people that uh, that you mentor each day. You know, um, Tanya, it's my understanding that you're the MC for this year's um, uh, Image Award. So can you share a little bit about what will take place this year? Yeah, so this year is going to be very exciting. And um, I've had an opportunity to participate in years past. Um, I, I want to take an opportunity to just kind of piggyback on a little bit about what you all were talking about as far as how important it is to acknowledge those male role models, which kind of fits directly into, you know, learning about this year's event. But so often we don't get an opportunity to herald and uplift and celebrate um, the folks who are not elected officials, the people who are not in the newspapers, uh, the folks who don't play basketball or play an instrument. And so that is one of the truly remarkable things about this Image Award and this opportunity uh, that I find is unlike any other. And I do participate in a couple of organizations where we have an opportunity to give awards to men doing amazing things in the Black community. But this one has an opportunity for us to not only uplift folks who are doing service, performing service, you know, helping their fellow man, but also, also men of faith. Um, and that is an important connection that, in my opinion, cannot be talked about enough. And so this year's event, which will take place on Sunday, February the 26th, 2023, at Giorgio's Banquets in the South Suburbs, is yet another opportunity for us to uplift those men. And so when you look at our list of honorees, you may say, who is that? You know, I never heard that person before, but that's okay. That's actually preferred in many ways because that's a man who someone has taken a moment to say, hey, take a look at this guy, give him a pat on the back, give him his flowers while he's still living because he's making an impact right where he is. And that may be as a teacher, a fraternal um, brother in their foundation. It might be someone who's working in their church, someone who's just doing work on their block club, cleaning, you know, the, the, the leaves out of the old ladies' yards, people like me. So, you know, this is really a unique opportunity in the city of Chicago um, to give praise and honor to men of faith, men of color, black men uh, doing great things in the black community. And in my opinion, there's just not enough airtime for us to be able to talk about that. And so please, I hope that your listening audience will find out more about the event. That's the um, Archbishop-like Image Awards on Sunday, um, uh, February the 26th, uh, 2023 at Giorgio's Banquet Halls. And if you want to learn more about it, you can visit our website. And I'm sure that information will be up on the screen at the end of this program. Absolutely. absolutely. We'll make sure that it's on our it's on our website for the BCI for the uh, for our website for the Archdiocese of Chicago. So there'll be a lot of great opportunities uh, to to highlight and to promote uh, your your event. And I know in years past it's been a successful one, and I pray for its continued success uh, this year and the many years ahead to come. Because again, I want to say thank you for your good work uh, in honoring uh, and supporting and lifting up Black men uh, who are a blessing to the to their community, but also can be a blessing to to one another. So uh, I just want to say thank you for that. You know, we're coming to the end of our time here. It's amazing how, uh, you know, when good conversation happens, 30 minutes can run by so quickly, you know. But um, we are coming to the end of our time. And so I do want to say thank you to all three of you for, for joining us here today. And uh, thank you for all of your good work, uh, not only uh, in your parishes, but also in the, the Ladies Auxiliary of the Knights of Peter Claver. Uh, but then also, too, for your good work for the Archbishop James P. Like African-American Male Image Award that will be taking place uh, uh, in February of 2023. So... 
I'm Father Michael Trail, uh, and it's been a real joy to have you all here this evening. And may God bless you, and may God bless the Black Catholics of the Archdiocese of Chicago. Take care.